This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chelsea against Tottenham, Arsenal against Wolves, Everton, Leeds, Liverpool face Brighton. So much Premier League action. We also have La Liga, Real Sociedad against Villarreal. We have Mönchengladbach. Can they keep on trucking as they face Schalke? We have Liga MX. Your weekend preview. All the talk, all the analysis. We got Jimmy Conrad right here. It begins on Thanksgiving Day right now. Everybody, welcome to Kegolasso. It's weekend preview time with my man Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what's up, brother? How are you? I'm good. It's a nice holiday weekend here in the States. So I'm excited to sit down, get a lot of calories in my belly, sit on the couch, and watch some great games. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And we have all the action to preview right now. Uh, and we're going to begin with the Premier League. And before we talk about the matches, Jimmy, uh, some very important news have come out recently from uh, the government in the UK. Uh, you know, according to their tier system in different areas, Premier League clubs, uh, in specifically in Liverpool and London, are going to be able to welcome some supporters back in the stadiums after uh, the British government announced which tiers in different areas uh, of the country are going to be able to sort of loosen the restrictions from December 2nd. And this includes a long list of Premier League clubs. So just to give you some very quick information, tier two, tier two is the tier where certain teams in the Premier League are going to be allowed a maximum of 2,000 spectators uh, from December 2nd, and this includes Arsenal, which actually will be the very first Premier League club to do that when they welcome Rapid Vienna uh, on that Europa game. Fulham, Liverpool, Brighton, Chelsea, Tottenham, Southampton, Crystal Palace, Everton, of course, and the remaining Premier League team, West Ham. Uh, but that does not include uh, teams like United, Villa, Burnley, City, Newcastle. City. Yeah. Yeah, Man City, Leicester City, Wolves, Burton, Sheffield United, and Leeds. 2,000 spectators is not tremendous, but it is something. Uh, and that's from December 2nd. Thoughts on that, uh, Jimmy? Do you think it'll make a huge impact? I mean, it is something. And when you look at somebody like Fulham, I guess, Craven Cottage, not a very big stadium, sort of, you know, kind of in your face. Uh, I know it very well. Like when you're there, you, like, you can almost... And your buddy's like 10 rows across, like you don't even have to yell. Uh, I will say, I will say, yes, it will have an impact psychologically that things are improving, right? So players are going to start to feel a little bit more of that vibe that the fans are going to be a little bit more uh, involved. Obviously you can see them. They're more visible. What I find interesting is that as a player, when you're in a stadium with 50,000, 60,000 people, when all that noise is happening, you can't really make out what they're saying, right? It's just kind of this buzz, this, this, this overall buzz. Cause you're so focused on the game. You really don't let anything sink in. If there's 2000 people there, you're going to hear people going, yo, 
you suck. You know what I mean? Like you actually be able to hear the words. And I actually find that to be funnier uh, and something that it'd be interesting to see uh, how the players handle that. Now, obviously the, the fans are going to be home fans. So maybe they won't be saying that so much uh, unless, well, West Ham doesn't always do so well at home. And they're, they're, they're a hard, they're a hard uh, group of people to please. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of interesting how that's going to go, but ultimately, yes, this is very positive. Hopefully everybody stays safe so we can keep moving in the right direction. Yeah, even with a full packed London stadium, West Ham struggles. So we'll see what happens in 2000. But uh, actually, just to conclude all the information there, uh, in that first weekend in the Premier League, you're going to see Liverpool facing Wolves, so with with fans. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the North London derby, Tottenham against Arsenal in that one. West Ham hosting Man U, Chelsea Leeds, and Brighton Southampton. So those are some of the games that you'll be able to see at least those maximum of 2,000. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the actual games here for this weekend. And we begin, you know, as we're talking about the capital, we stay here with uh, Chelsea against Tottenham. Quite a game here. Frank Lampard against Jose Mourinho. Tottenham, of course, in first place with 20 points. Chelsea in third with 18. A win for Chelsea. And that gets them uh, on top, obviously, with results going their way. But how do you see this one? A big one. Yeah, this is a big one. And I just want to make sure everybody knows and understands that we break this down, that we're shooting this before the Europa League game. So Tottenham plays against Ludogorets. And they're playing at home. They're probably going to have a mixed squad because they're, well, there's actually tied on six points with uh, Royal Antwerp and, and uh, uh, Lask uh, for six. I mean, they'll end up getting through that group, but still it's something for them to have to juggle knowing that they have this big game against Chelsea on the weekend. They don't have to travel. So that's a good thing, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to call because I don't know who's going to play exactly for Spurs. That being said, there is something special about this Chelsea team right now. Uh, I think you can make the same argument for Spurs, Harry Kane, Hingman's son. What's interesting, though, I think about Spurs is if you lose one of those two players that I just mentioned, they're a much, much different team. I don't think they're anywhere near as strong. However, you lose a couple players on Chelsea, well, it's okay. We got Kai Havertz or, you know, we got uh, Timo Werner or Tammy Abraham or, or Callum Hudson-Odoi can step in and all of a sudden got a goal and assist like he did in the Champions League this past week. So, it's, uh, it's really interesting that the, the plethora of options that Chelsea have, and I just think they've kind of unlocked how to have their team play. You know, bringing in Tammy Abraham, I think, has made a big difference having a proper number nine. When he goes out, Olivier Giroud all of a sudden is scoring winners in the Champions League. And I think having that big presence has really allowed Timo Werner to flourish in a lot of different ways. We saw it against Newcastle last weekend where he just was unbelievable picking up the ball off the number nine and just running at teams. And I think that makes him extra special. Now that Havertz is coming back in, now that they figured out kind of the midfield a little bit, I think just having one holding midfielder with Conte or Jorginho, not both, has really allowed them to transition in a meaningful way. They've got clean sheets. I think they got six clean sheets in the last seven games or six out of their last eight. Mendy's been excellent in goal, making the big saves when they need it. Uh, this is a really, really good Chelsea team that I think is a little bit better than Spurs at the moment. But, you know, you still got to go out there and, and play the game. And Spurs, you can't sleep on them. They're coming off a big win against City uh, last weekend. And they're going to have a lot of confidence going in this one, too. This is a great matchup, probably my favorite matchup. And obviously, the, the, the relationship between Mourinho and Lampard goes without saying. And I think there's some a little bit of bad or, let's say, competitive blood there between the two. And they definitely want to get uh, one up on each other. So this should be a great match. Absolutely. It's going to be a really good one. I've been talking about Chelsea pretty much for the last two weeks now. Uh, you know, sneakily, just with their statistics, they actually... You know, uh, they've only conceded one goal in the Champions League. They're like on 13 uh, undefeated run. The last time they lost, uh, interestingly enough, is actually against Tottenham in the League Cup. That was back in September. 
This is a team that's really looking good, sneakily good, both domestically and in Europe. And you mentioned the deep squad. Christian Pulisic could return for this one. Mm -hmm. Maybe not start, but definitely get some minutes. Uh, so it's just a loaded, loaded team for Frank Lampard. And again, I go back to Edward Mendy. Like, what a transition. Like, you know, obviously there were issues with... Uh, but 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 Mendy just brings so much focus and direction from the back. And as you said, you bring it all the way to Timo Werner. Chelsea have actually won their last Premier League games, their last three Premier League games against Tottenham, uh, which is, you know, something to think about. But Tottenham is very confident. This so, is a so team now that's top of the team. So I, agree. I, agree. I don't know. What I'm going to say, though, and I think Jose Mourinho will use this as an excuse so everybody can be ready for it. Uh, Chelsea are going to have two extra days of rest because as we mentioned, Spurs are playing uh, right now in the Europa League or today. That's going to make a big difference. And I think that is, that is rightful, a rightful excuse that you can use. So I'm curious to see who he rolls out today in the Europa League. But, but that, that Chelsea having two extra days, as you say, Christian Pulisic, that could get him into the starting lineup, having those extra days of rest. I think that gives Chelsea a little bit of an advantage. And actually, I have a bet for you on this one. Um, and I think you're going to like this one. Now, if you look at William Hill, which I'm doing right now, because this is so much of a coin flip, there's some good value here. So if you're looking for a good wager with some good numbers, if you just want Chelsea to win straight up, it's plus 108, which isn't bad. Uh, Tottenham to win straight up, it's plus uh, 255. It's pretty good value for the, the first place team in the Premier League to, to go into Stanford Bridge and get a result. And then the draw is plus 245. So if you're just looking for some kind of straight up bets, those are all three of those based on where your heart is telling you to go are, are pretty good value. However, I did a, a deep dive, Luis. I put my trunks on and I went swimming in the warm waters at William Hill. And this is what I found, because I found some advanced uh, statistics, as I like to say. And Chelsea have scored more second-half goals in the Premier League than anybody else, okay? While Tottenham have not yet been behind at halftime. They're always even or, or in front. However, Tottenham have lost uh, the, the second half on three different occasions. So there's a bet that you can do where the Blues are to win after being tied at halftime. So you can bet the, the draw in the first half and then Chelsea to win. It's plus 400. I really like that based on kind of these statistics and kind of because Chelsea have that extra two extra days of rest, because I think they just have maybe a little bit more going for them at the moment. If they can really somehow neutralize uh, Hingman's son and Harry Kane, which is no small feat, I know, but with a hot goalkeeper and Mendy as well, I think Chelsea can come out of it. And I really like that value plus 400. However, like I said, the straight up bets are good too. Yeah, it's a really good one. And, and, and I'll give you one more caveat to that. I wonder what you think here, Jimmy, the last, you know, out of 17 matches, Against uh, Chelsea, Tottenham have only kept one clean sheet. So they're going to concede, I think. Uh, but it's going to be, this is the game. This is the game. And the That's game is on Sunday at 11.30 Eastern. And just looking around here in the Premier League, Brighton, after that win against Villa, uh, host Liverpool. Man City host Burnley. Everton host Leeds United. That's a good one, I think, uh, from a goal perspective, maybe. Southampton against Manchester United. West Brom, Sheffield United in the who's the biggest loser uh, cup. Uh, Arsenal hosting Wolves. Let's talk about that one. That's a good one. Arsenal hosting Wolves. I think the same argument can be said here with the Europa. Obviously, we have to wait and see there. But, you know, Arsenal didn't look great last weekend. Um, and they're playing a Wolves side as well that uh, can obviously punish you when they can. But they're at home. How do you see that one? This is tough. I really feel like, and I don't know if this is a like-for-like like comparison, but Arsenal feels a bit like Barcelona at the moment, where 
they've got players. Those players aren't necessarily performing. You know, I feel like maybe Lacazette could be the grease mod in this example, you know, where you know he's capable of more, but yet he's not producing the way that he should. And that's impacting the players around him. Aubameyang slash Messi, you know, it's just, there's all these, like, and, and their defense is a little bit all over the place. And who are the best starters? Unfortunately, Thomas Partey seems like he might be out of this one. So you're now going to rely on Jaka to do a little bit more. And I don't mind Jaka. I give him a hard time, but he always is a red card in waiting. You know, David Luiz got into a fight with Ceballos. Like this team is a little bit all over the place. Uh, Bern Leno hasn't been playing as well as we've seen him play in the past. They're Saka. just not as consistent. We don't know about Saka's injury as well, right? Yeah, there's just all these issues with them. And 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 Barcelona, to their credit, went to Dinamo Kiev midweek. And I thought, man, they're playing a younger team. They don't have anybody that's really identified with the Barcelona DNA out there. You know, no Busquets, no PK, no Messi. And yet they won 4-0. Now, it took them a little while. They're a little slow in the first half. And so I'm kind of curious about this Arsenal game today against Molda because I think they're going to roll out a, young, a lot of younger players, and I think they're going to respond in a positive way, or at least that's what I'm betting for in my Europa League preview. However, in this game in particular against Wolves, who are a team that will punch you in the face, that will make it difficult for you, I, I like Wolves to, to figure out a way to kind of grind this out. I like Raul Jimenez who has been one of the best strikers in the Premier League the last two seasons to, to find a way to get some space against Mustafi or against some of the center backs that I think take advantage of this Arsenal defense. Uh, I think Wolves are still reeling a little bit that they handed Diego Jota to, to Liverpool, who's then since blown up, you know, so that might be hurting them a little bit, but they've got a lot of talent there. And I don't know, this Arsenal team could surprise you. Then all of a sudden, you know, they slap you around. But if we use last week as an example, all the social media, we talked about this, all the social media coaches, you know, we're wanting, you know, certain players to play a certain position for, for Arsenal. And that happened. And they put up a lemon, you know, against Leeds. Leeds were all over and Leeds deserved to win. The post was Arsenal's best, you know, friend that whole game. It was 0-0, but Leeds should have won 1-2-0 or for sure. And they didn't really muster much going forward. So this Arsenal team is, is this is it. This is a big crossroads for Mikel Arteta for me. He needs to figure out how to get this team back, right? And I talk about when I coach, if I can, if I can take a tangent here, when things aren't going your way, how quickly can you get back to who you are and what you're about and how quickly can you reestablish your rhythm? Yes, there's going to be times in, in, during a game, during a season, like a run of games where things aren't going your way, but how quickly can you regain what makes you special as a team? And that's the challenge he has right now. And this is going to really test him. And I think this will be a great experience for him as he becomes a better coach and gets older and gets more of that. But right now he's in it. He's in the thick of it. And I'm very curious to see how he responds and how his, how his team responds to him. Yeah. Well, historically, this game is actually on Arsenal's side. They've just lost one of the last 19 top fly meetings with Wolves. And they're actually, Wolves are winless in their last nine away league games against Arsenal. But to your point, uh, this Arsenal side, kind of like the same argument that we were having against Manchester United, like I, th their identity, which is funny because that's really the strength that we gave Mikel Arteta when he arrived. He gave him an identity. And right now, uh, it's not really quite clear. People say, you know, this is back to the George Graham days of Arsenal. But you know what? George Graham won. You know, there were one nothing victories, but at least Arsenal got those wins. Right now, Arteta is looking for that. As you mentioned, the Leeds game, they got very lucky. And this is a game historically that could go their way, but you just never know. Nuno Espirito Santo uh, really can come up with a win here. And as you mentioned, Raul Jimenez, of course. Listen, anything else from the Premier League before we move on? We mentioned the games. Anything else? Yeah, I'll just kind of give some people some lines. Uh, I found some stuff on William Hill. So if you're interested in the Premier League in particular, I really like the Leeds-Everton game. Again, very similar to uh, Chelsea-Tottenham. 
it's kind of a coin flip. Both of these teams, if you look at leads uh, in Premier League games, there's an average of 3.4 goals scored in every single game they play in. Whereas Everton, and this was actually a big shock to me, 3.9 goals scored per game. And this, they're coming off a 3-2 win against Fulham this past week. And there's a lot of goals in this one. And I think one of the fun facts, and the betting around him isn't great, but if you want to include him in some kind of uh, you know weird prop bet, let's say, not weird, but just a fun prop bet, uh, Everton is better when Richarlson is in the team. He came back off of suspension after getting that red card. In his time with Everton since 2018, Everton have never won when he's not in the starting lineup. Okay. They've drawn four and lost four. It's a crazy stat. He comes back in, he helps them and he helps set up Dominic Calvert-Lewin for one of the two goals this past weekend. He's a difference maker. And so I think he'll prove to be the difference again. I like Everton to win both teams to score plus 230. So just to have that on your radar. And then another one I like is uh, Southampton and Manchester United. Now Southampton have won each of their last three Premier League games at home, winning 2-0 each time. The last time they won four in a row at St. Mary's was back in May 2016. So it's been a while. Manchester United on the other side have won their last seven Premier League games away from home. They've never won eight in a row before in the top flight. So when you think about, okay, the last time that Southampton have done that, it's been, you know, almost five years and Manchester United have never done it. So I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going plus 255 with the draw, Luis. So those are the ones that I was looking at at the Premier League. I think there's some good action. Again, another coin flip game of Southampton, Manchester United. So if your heart is kind of leading you one way and be careful about betting with your heart, but if you can kind of mesh it with your, with your head and find some good value, I think those three games that we've talked about with regard to, to betting, those are the fun ones to go find some action. Well, Theo Walcott is definitely going to score in this. <laughs> I just feel it. So is Bruno Fernandes because all he needs to do is blink and he'll just do something. <laughs> and then the other one, the Everton Leeds game, that was a really interesting start about Richarlison. Um, and I will also say, by the way, that uh, Leeds did win their last meeting against Everton in all competitions in the League Cup game, but Everton are unbeaten in their last 13 top flight home games mm -hmm. against Leeds. So there's something to be said there. Some really great stuff. When we come back, we will scour around Europe and uh, maybe some Liga MX. We'll be right back. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're just going to go around Europe here, give you some quick hits, some betting uh, info, some tips from Jimmy Conrad, yours truly, some analysis. Uh, you know, things that just are, are looking up uh, for us. That, that There's like a little light bulb on them. Hmm, check out that. Let's stay in Spain here. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, is Spain, uh, what do you got for me? Well, I'm wearing Real Sociedad jersey, so we're going to go with Real Sociedad, La Real. They're taking on Via Real uh, in this one. It's first versus third in La Liga. That might be a big surprise for people. No Barcelona, no Atletico Madrid, no Real Madrid on top of the table. It's Real Sociedad. They're on top by three points via Real. The yellow submarine is in third, like I said. I like Sociedad with the addition of David Silva, with the two Mikels, Moreno and Oriarsabal, and then Alexander Ishak up top. They're good. You know, even though they lost Martin Odegaard, who went back to Real Madrid on loan, they've been excellent this season. And now they're trying to balance it. How do they stay good in Europa League and also uh, have success in La Liga? A good problem for them to have. We'll see if they can manage that through a full 10 months, which I don't know if that's going to be as easy, especially when you got Madrid and Barcelona and Leti uh, breathing down your neck. But I really like La Real to win this one straight up. Plus 115 uh, is the way to go. However, if you want to take it one step further, anytime they've played anybody in the Europa League, all three of their group stage games have been 1-0. So when it's like things matter, when things get a little bit tight, they are a lot more disciplined and, and keep things tight. And the same thing in La Liga, when they play a club that's usually in the top 10, the top six, they're playing those games a lot tighter. All the games for me are a little bit on the under. So if you wanted La Real to win in the under two and a half goals, it's plus 430. But if you're feeling like, you know, Villarreal is going to come, Danny Parejo, they're, they're, who I think they stole from Valencia in this transfer window. You know, if you think they're going to blow up and score a bunch of goals, which they can, I'm not going to put it past them. Uh, then if you want the over, I still think La Real is going to do the business. That is plus 210 and the over for La Real to win. So I really like that game a lot. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, if they can continue to, to maintain that momentum, which is why I'm proudly wearing their jersey. They're, they're killing it this season. They are killing it. It's, it's pretty remarkable to see. Let's see, as you said, if they can keep going. Let's stay in Europe. Let's go somewhere else now. Italy, some really good games here, especially with a team I just love. And really, I should be talking about more on this spot. Sassuolo. They're just so sexy. sexy they are. Sassuolo. I love watching them play. Who do they have this weekend? Well, nobody puts the sass in Sassuolo like <laughs> Sassuolo. I don't know if that makes any sense. But yes, they're in second place right now in Serie A. They've been absolutely killing it, quietly killing it. Kind of the new Atalanta in some ways. Now everybody is on to Atalanta. They're, they're not as hip as they once were. But they're taking on Inter Milan. Now, if you pick Sassuolo at home, by the way, to win straight up, this is the second place team who have yet to lose this season. Can I reemphasize that? They've yet to lose this season. Plus 350. Now they're taking on an Inter Milan team that just played midweek. They didn't have to play midweek. And Inter Milan are all over the place. They did not look very good against Real Madrid. I know that Arturo Vidal got that red card and that obviously hurt them and handcuffed them in a lot of different ways. But I thought Madrid, who were themselves uh, under underhanded, they didn't, I mean, undermanned, they didn't have Sergio Ramos, no Casemiro, no Valverde. You know, they're missing a lot of guys. Dude, I didn't even see Lukaku out there. Lataro Martinez, I don't know. Where were they? You know, so I think they're, they're lacking what their best lineup is right now. I think this is a great time to take advantage of. This is a great time for Sassuolo to play Inter because I think they're just not where they need to be. Now their hopes of actually getting into the knockout rounds of the Champions League is over. Emotionally, I don't think Inter's in a good place. Sassuolo's in a great place. Plus 350 for the win went straight up. is is crazy, crazy line, Luis. And if there's one thing that Antonio Conte hates aside from Europe and the Champions League, if there's one thing that he hates, it's playing against teams who love to have the ball. And I'm telling you, Sassuolo plays some beauty. It's not like, it's not this tiki-taka thing that you think about. It's just the constant movement. It's beautiful to watch. And if they win, 
If they win for at least 24 hours, they'll be top of the table because Milan doesn't play uh, against uh, Fiorentina on Sunday. So that's a big one. Anything else? I mean, yeah, Napoli, yeah. Well, well, right? Yeah, I want to stay in Italy. Napoli takes on Roma at home. Now, Napoli does play at home today in the Europa League against Rijeka. I think they will do something for Diego Maradona, of course. I think it'll be a little bit smaller, and I think they're going to probably prepare something bigger for this weekend against Roma. I like this one a lot. However, I do fear maybe Napoli could be too emotional. They have an emotional manager in Gennaro Gattuso. Maybe the moment sometimes can get away from you because it's not about the game anymore, right? It's about everything around it and what the club stands for and, and just honoring Diego in the right way. And sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself as a player to like, we got, we have to go win. Whereas Roma's like, yeah, we're here to celebrate Diego as well. But, you know, if we can quietly take away three points, we'll do that too. Uh, what's interesting about Roma, since drawing with Milan 3-3 in their next five games, they've only given up one goal in all competitions I think they've got something going right now. I really like Roma's form. Napoli obviously just lost to Milan at home this past weekend, 3-1. Now, Milan obviously doesn't have Zlatan, so we'll see if they can even get past a Fiorentina team. Uh, that will be uh, difficult to beat. But if you like Napoli, or here, here are the lines for you. If you want Napoli to win straight up, it's plus 111. Not too bad. If you think both teams are going to draw, plus 270. And if you like Roma, who I do like, is plus 225. So I don't know. I, I maybe, the, maybe the moment will give them that inspiration they need to win for Diego Maradona in this one. But I just wanted to give you guys some options to consider. But I think there's some, there's some good value here if you're looking for it. Yeah, it will be quite a scene, I think, regardless of what happens. And let's finish off as we leave Italy, Jimmy, and we go to Germany. Mönchengladbach, who did a great uh, victory, topping their group in the Champions League. Who did they have? What do you have them as this weekend? Yeah, when I looked at all the matchups in the Bundesliga and you and I discussed it, there's really nothing sexy going on. There's no, you know, Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund, none of that going on. So I found Borussia Mönchengladbach, who for me are one of the hottest teams in Europe, absolutely slapped around Shakhtar Donetsk uh, this midweek again. And they did it without Alisson Playa, who is their best player, <laughs> to pardon, <laughs> pardon the pun. But uh, he's been out and now Briel Imbolo, the 23-year-old Swiss international, stepped in. He scored a bicycle kick. Uh, one of the best goals you're going to see, I think, in the Champions League this season. I think he's red hot. I thought he played very well. Lars Stindl plays right off of his shoulder. Lars is very good. I think Briel Imbolo to score any time, plus 120 against a Schalke team who are bad. They are bad. They are really bad. It's a tremendous value. And if you want to take it one step further, if you want Briel Imbolo to score two or more goals, that's plus 700, and I could see him doing it. I thought he was all over Shakhtar Donetsk, who are much better than Schalke, and I think he's going to get his opportunities. But the safe bet is for him to score anytime plus 120. Yeah, and they need to win, really, because they can see this table moving away from them. They're, they're Mönchengladbach Gladbach doing well in the Champions League, but they're seventh in yeah. the Bundesliga, so they need to get those points. That's Jimmy Conrad. When we come back, we wrap everything up because we come back to North America in Mexico. We'll see you very soon. Welcome back, everybody, here with Jimmy Conrad. We wrap everything up because we want to show some love. We have a special preview for you from MLS. Uh, you can catch that uh, as we speak uh, on Thanksgiving today uh, or whenever before those begin with Jimmy and Heath. But we also want to show some love to Liga MX Apertura quarterfinals. have already actually kicked off because they do a two-legger but some, still some really great games, some really good fixtures, uh, some really good betting lines as well. Jimmy, I mean, Mexico is just great when it comes to action. What do you got for us? There's some really interesting uh, narratives in this one. So I found some lines for you guys, but when I go look right now to confirm that I saw them, 
they're not there anymore. So I don't really have anything yet. However, there will be some that pop up. So if you want to go to William Hill and check it out, obviously the big one is Club America versus Chivas Guadalajara, the Super Clasico. Uh, Guadalajara, Chivas, they, they won the first leg 1-0. Now everything's two-legged in this one. I know we talked about the MLS playoffs in a previous podcast. That's all one leg. This one is double-legged. Uh, Guadalajara got the, the, I don't know, probably hard to hold on to 1-0 lead, but at least they got the lead going into Mexico City at Estadio Azteca to take Club America. Yeah, great goal. And uh, let on in the 81st minute. Check it, it out on YouTube. Yeah, you guys should check it out. I love Liga MA Keys. I think they've got some incredible players and, and so much history between a lot of these clubs, including most specifically the two winningest clubs in Mexican history, America and Chivas. So that should be a good one. That leg two is on Sunday. You guys should check it out. Put it on that on your calendar. I'm sure we've already given you a lot of games to check out, but that should be very good. Then Tigres, of course, uh, you know, they take on Cruz Azul, which I think is very good. Tigres has uh, Andres Pierre Gignac, the French uh, international striker. He's already got two goals so far in these playoffs. He's a tremendous player. I love watching Tigres play. Tigres are kind of like the Manchester City, I think, of Liga MA Keys. They, they spent all this money. They have a very uh, rich owner, and uh, he makes sure that uh, everything else in, in his squad is also rich, and they have a plethora of options. Very talented. They're fun to watch. Pachuca Pumas is very good. And then uh, Leon Puebla. Uh, crazy, crazy uh, Puebla took down Leon um, in the first leg 2-1. So Leon's got a lot of, lot of work to do in leg two. And Leon, by the way, that we had Tom Marshall in the show, like the, the utmost favorite, just doing so well in the regular season, 2-1. But I think that, I don't know what you can find there, but Leon will definitely score. <laughs> That's the great yeah. thing about Liga MX. Like in the second leg, especially the home side, especially if they're trailing, it's just fun as hell to watch. Uh, so some really good things. Any final points from Mexico here, Jimmy? Well, I would say just to, to further that a bit, Leon, they were the top team throughout the regular season. They got first by eight points, which is not easy to do when you only play 17 games. Uh, they have these half seasons for everybody that's unfamiliar, but, but uh, they were tremendous at home. They played eight games, seven wins, one draw, uh, plus eight goal difference. Puebla's got some work to do. Let me see Puebla away from home. Yeah, not so good. Uh, four four wins, five losses. They've given up a lot of goals away from home. So I like uh, Leon to kind of battle back. Fair play to Puebla for doing the business at home themselves. But yeah, Leon's been the class so far. To be kind of a shame, almost like the Philadelphia Union and MLS, you do so well in the regular season, then crash out in the first round is not something that uh, Leon wants to deal with. But I don't know. You can't sleep on the big teams. They always seem to figure out a way to, to have success and get to the final of these of these playoffs. So I don't know. We'll keep you guys posted. But if you have some time, I definitely highly encourage you to watch America versus Chivas. I love it. And that is it. That's our weekend preview. All this action, all this info, all these betting tips. Jimmy Conrad, any final thoughts? Thank you so much for being with me once again. Anything else to add before we say goodbye? Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If you're here in the States, enjoy those calories. Enjoy your families. Give big hugs to everybody that you can give big hugs to. And then obviously reach out to some people that maybe you haven't because uh, it's a time that we need to like, come together. And especially with Diego Maradona passing, it just, I think, reminds people of a better time and of a time that, that brought us joy. So, you know, maybe watch some highlights of Diego Maradona just to bring it back or go watch that documentary they made on HBO. It is next level. Yeah, by Asif Kapadia, tremendous film. And I echo what Jimmy just said. It's just, it's been a terrible year. Today, just show some gratitude, show some thanks, and, uh, you know, practice your social distancing and eat some stuffing and watch some games. Jimmy, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Luis. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad, as always, 
for joining me on the show. Don't forget to listen to us. If you're listening to us, by the way, on cbsports.com, that's great. Thank you so much. But also make sure that you go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Go to Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your pods. Follow us on Que Golazo Twitter. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we will see you very soon.